Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Um, how important is it for people to trust their instincts, especially during this? Uh-huh. Oh my God. I listen to my gut now and... I mean, to be fair, I think there's a difference between listening to your instincts during the divorce process versus the general listening to your instincts during a relationship and knowing if someone's right for you. Those are two entirely different things. Um, I think the whole listening to your gut during the relationship is so important because my gut is never wrong. And I'm sure some people have unfortunate guts that are wrong all the time, but mine is not. <laughs> and if I had listened to mine sooner and really had the strength to follow through what my gut was saying, then I think a lot of this could have been avoided. Um, and I could have been dating other people and potentially having found the right person back then for me. But I honestly don't see any point in looking back in that sense, because I learned a lot from that experience. Um, but the whole listening to your gut during the divorce process I think I think it's important, but um, I think it's just important in the sense that you need to be really honest about the ups and downs and what you're feeling and connect to that so that you can heal. Because if you try and block things out and not listen to what's going on, both emotionally and physically in your body, then you're honestly just blocking yourself from moving forward and from healing. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. How important is it? Like, you know, when we have an opinion about something and we feel mm -hmm. strongly about something and we know it to be moral or immoral or whatever it is mm -hmm. that we use it, how important is it to be right versus have an agreement inside that conversation with your significant other? With your significant other, who you're divorced from. You're divorced or getting divorced from. Getting divorced from. Um, I mean, I think it depends on the situation because some of it is legal matters that you're discussing. Mm -hmm. um, some of it is working through things that didn't work when you were married. Um, honestly, I think that once you've decided to get divorced, you can either take the just like let shit go because the relationship's over. Like what's the point in fighting about it? Just learn what you need to learn and move on. But there's also the, you, you definitely get into these periods where you're still communicating with your ex post-divorce and you feel entitled or not entitled, you feel free to be more honest because the relationship's over, so you don't have to be as careful with your words. And then sometimes things come out. Um, I mean, I've had moments with my ex where we've had honest conversations in that first six months to explain what made us each unhappy. And to be fair, when I had those conversations with him, I wasn't doing it. I was doing it some for myself as a release so I could like share with him finally, like, here's why I was so unhappy. I need you to recognize that to make me feel better. But also, I genuinely want him to like bring a really healthy, good attitude to his next relationship and the next woman to connect to him in a way that's really nice. And for him to understand, here are some of the things that you do so well. You are the best partner and here's some stuff you need to work on. So I think sometimes it's good to be honest so long as it's a healthy kind of honest and you're actually doing it to be respectful of the person you were with and respectful of yourself so that you can release stuff. And then there's other things you're just going to be spiteful. You're just going to say shit because it feels good to say. And there's moments I've done that too. <laughs> I've done all that. I've kind of run the gamut with all these conversations. But I think you just have to be 
try and exercise some emotional intelligence and have some self-awareness of why you're saying what you're saying and who you're doing it for. Did you find yourself ever experiencing like um, a revenge stage? Honestly, not really. I think there were moments, I'd say the worst thing I did was some back, to, like some shit talking to close friends about all the things he did that drove me insane or all the things, all the ways I was feeling or all the times I had doubt. And I had no real reason to run my mouth like that. Um, and then I have one or two friends who cannot help but shit talk him. And I will not necessarily jump in to defend him because I'm having a bad day. <laughs> and it feels slightly good <laughs> that they're on my side. Um, but I never did like anything extreme where I was like throwing his shit out or not letting him see the dog. Like anytime I go to LA and my dog is with me, I text him and say, hey, I'm here with Henry. Do you want to see him? So um, I've never had an extreme revenge moment. It's all been pretty subtle. And like I've just had moments where I was less mature about people shit talking him or me shit talking him than I could have been. Yeah. Maddie, uh, we've reached the last question. Ooh, okay. I think that we've, co <laughs> we've covered a lot of things and you've completely, um, <laughs> like you've just opened up a lot of different ways of thinking about things and, and ways of handling it in a way that's completely mature and very, very, very healing. <laughs> Thanks. We're at to the last question. <laughs> if you had to do it again, would you do it? get divorced uh yeah <laughs> i mean i wouldn't marry him <laughs> to try and avoid the whole shitty process but we were wrong together um no seriously though uh my, genuinely the answer is yes i would we were not right as a couple we didn't fit i wasn't happy he wasn't happy and it took us a while to both get there and to really really believe that we because we, the thing that, the emotion that really got me for a long time was I felt guilty for a really long time because he, when he came back from Europe, he really worked to try and make us work much more than I did. I was pretty checked out by that point and I had kind of hit the point where I realized much before him that we, no matter how much we worked, we were just not right together. And so I definitely manipulated him a little bit in that I kind of gave up so that our marriage wouldn't work anymore. <laughs> so I was guilty for a long time about that, um, about the fact that I didn't try as hard as he did. And I did let him back in and I did put in some effort, but I had compromised so much of myself by that point in trying to be the person he wanted me to be that once we, the first time I decided we wanted to get divorced, I was like, I need to just be myself. I need to be true to myself and who I am or else he's never going to love me for me. Like, what's the point of trying to change myself to make this marriage work? So <laughs> I probably, I took that a pretty extreme in the other direction because I had done so much like remolding myself for him that then I got back to the point of, okay, fuck that. I'm over that. I'm just going to be who I am. But that also translated me into not working as hard on the marriage because I was focused so much on myself and just trying to be my most natural me self and listen to like what I wanted and needed while also not being a sociopath about it and trying to understand what he needed as well, but to a certain point. So the guilt really stayed with me for a while that he had tried so hard to make us work in the last, I'd say like six months of our marriage, way more than I had. Um, so I would, Probably if I could do it again, I would have the strength to get divorced sooner 
so that we don't go in, the, in through that whole process of him working his ass off to make us work and me not working my ass off to make us work and him slowly catching up to me that we're not meant to be together. Like I should have just cut it off sooner because it wasn't really fair to him. <laughs> Eloquently put. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have the privilege of exploring Madeline's mind and processing some of her divorce in her first six months. Madeline, thank you so much for your time and also for your, your genuine kindness. Like you were very kind with the way that you spoke. You were very respectful of how you created your ex and yourself. And um, you, it's a, it was a real contribution to hear I'm you. Glad. So thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I love that we ended it on <laughs> me manipulating my ex into a divorce. But yeah, I mean, I have moments of maturity and moments of extreme immaturity. You know, I run the gamut. <laughs> it was an eloquent ending. Thank you. Spoken very, 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 very kindly Thank and you. truthful, which is that's where we make the biggest uh, difference, right? So, Thanks. As always, guys, uh, you know, judge us at your own free will. Be courageous and um, be vulnerable because it makes a difference. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm going to challenge you right now. It made a difference. Reach out and tell somebody. It really does make a difference. <laughs>